Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey everybody and welcome back to episode 32, <laughs> Knowing is Half of the Podcast. You yeah. look so surprised. Every or, single time or, you are shocked. Well no, actually that looked like it hurt your ears. Yeah, I think it was, it was I had a sleepy face on. And then it was like someone ran into the room while I was sleeping, and they were like, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm the human equivalent of exactly that. Of a reggaeton air horn. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show. My name is Ray Stacanus. And I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Bolito. And we are talking this week about Captives of Cobra Part 1. By Christy Marks, who we've seen before and weren't fans of. Uh, I thought it was an okay episode, but it petered out pretty quick in episode two. Uh, which is the same problem I have with uh, Christy Mack. Yeah, not to be confused uh, with Christy Mack. Accidentally looked up while oh, I was trying to look up Christy Marks. I wouldn't say accidentally. <laughs> Christy Marks previously wrote The Synthoid Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Part one and two. Part one and two, which we thought didn't have to be two parts. Well, we normally say that a G.I. Joe episode is about 29 minutes of content smushed into a 21-minute episode. Mm-hmm. With The Synthoid Conspiracy, it was about a 29-minute episode split between two 21-minute episodes. I would say 29 minutes of content is being generous. Okay, fair that, enough. In that. Three and a half minutes of content. <laughs> Episode two is essentially one battle. This one, I mean, it was just basically all setups. Like, let's, yeah. let's there was meet a lot going on. all of the families of G.I. Joe. I feel like there was a lot going on, and yet not enough going on. It's color- character <laughs> development. Tons it's of like, characters. It's, it's like an indie but. movie. It's like a quiet Todd Sullivan's <laughs> film. You're just, you know, learning about the people. I considered it like a great Russian novel. We had to learn like 25 different characters in mm-hmm. 21 minutes yeah, of time. Yeah, th- that is true. And I found some of the characters compelling, which I will get to later. Oh, oh I would. I assume that you're excited about finally meeting Shipwreck's family. No, I don't care about that. <laughs> oh, I like them brothers and, and oh. I like Scarlet's brothers. You know oh, what? Boy. And her dad. And I'll her throw dad. him in there. Oh, I knew you would. I knew you would. I'll do a Scarlet's family sandwich in there. <laughs> goodness. I want to be the Gina in a Scarlet family sandwich. <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Christy Mack. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Captains of Cobra Part 1. It opens with a cabin. Uh, the first of it, it's like a little city. 
at the base of like in like a valley, mm-hmm. it goes up this gigantic mountain, and there's a cabin just there on the top, mm-hmm. overlooking the town. And I'm thinking to myself, I think I'd rather live there. Mm. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I mm. would tell it. It's a little. It's a little out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it shows like a what a lumberjack. What was that guy like? I don't know, but he immediately said he he starts off by saying I didn't want to look suspicious, and so I put. So you put on these jack boots and a hunter's with a cap? huge ass hat with a brim covering your eyes. Yeah. Don't see anything. It's basically a hunter's cap and jack boots. Which if someone mm-hmm. doesn't want to look suspicious, if I'm walking around, I would immediately be like, "Oh, that guy's gonna kill us all." He looks hella suspicious. One hundred percent. I was like, "You are the most suspicious guy looking guy in any yeah. room." Yeah. He was like, "I don't. I didn't want to look suspicious." <laughs> Quick, check his coat for children. Yeah. I, he, like Maybe. as soon as I saw him, I was like, "That guy's got dead bodies in the trunk." Oh no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, and plus. Suspicious for who? This is like miles above the surface of this town. The skyscrapers only go up this high, and it goes up a long ways to get to the top of that mountain. Mm -hmm. But uh, but no, it's not a cabin after all. It's a cobra base, everybody. And they're mixing chemicals together. Like you do. Yeah, I was a little (laughs) bit confused as to the... Maybe you could explain this. I'll ask some other questions later as the resident science jerk on the episode. Can you explain what exactly... It was some red stuff mixed with some blue stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's red always blue how it works. Never works well. No. Those are enemies. No. There's an old episode of Amazing Stories where you mix red stuff and blue stuff, and then if you apply it to any photo, the thing in the photo comes to life and comes out. Ooh, so a guy is using it to, awesome. to create the perfect girlfriend, which in hindsight is very sexist. Wait, this is weird science. No, no. It's it's it, it was an episode of Amazing Stories, and he rubs it on like the center folds, but he doesn't get if he doesn't get the the mixture quite right. Oh, Jesus. Like one time she'll come out just as bones and like Ooh. no skin. One time she comes out and she's like t- a ten foot tall woman. Ooh, and he never lots. gets it quite oh, yeah. right. That sounds great. I'm into that. Yeah, <laughs> go on. Say talk it's slower. A real, it's a real good episode, guys. Real good episode of Amazing Stories. Super sexist though. In hindsight, what happens if you swallow the red and the blue pill at the same time? Oh man, realities <laughs> merge in your mind. Whoa, I, I never even considered that. You just me pop, neither. Pop. Yeah, I was just like. If Morpheus ever comes to you, that has to be the first thing you ask him, Chan. Why not both, Morpheus? Pop, pop. Yeah. Yeah, or or I would be like, or what if I took half of one of them? Do I sort of wake up? Would it, would it be like whichever one you take first, like negates the results of the second one? No, you'd have to take them at the same time. That's what I'm saying. You pop them both in your mouth at the same well, time. Sure, but one has to hit your stomach fluid first, doesn't it? Like, in mm, theory. If you got a big enough esophagus. <laughs> you know, the ladies call me big esophagus. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't. Uh, anyway, so can you explain what they were what they were working on here? Like, what the chemical <laughs> yeah. process was? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Stop it's dodging the, the question. the chemical elements of red. Okay. And blue. Uh-huh. Interesting. You mix them together. They were hoping to achieve a nice royal purple, mm-hmm. uh, which okay. in a sense they did. They got the, yeah. these crazy growing purple crystals. Well, there's uh, a- those were clearly lightsaber crystals, oh. by the way. Oh. As someone who has played a lot oh. of Knights of the Old Republic, interesting. Mm-hmm. those were lightsaber crystals. So you just yeah. shove those in a tube and that's how you get lightsabers? No, like like any lightsaber, at least according to Knights of the Old Republic, any lightsaber Cannon, is made with yeah. three different crystals. Oh. There's There's usually a color crystal, which gives the lightsaber its color. Okay. And then two crystals that sort of uh, add powers to it. I like it. I'm into it. Okay. And this looks a lot like the graphics inside the crystal caves 
on Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. For those of you uh, gamers out there, that's a game. Uh, chemical boom happens, and everybody has to run out and get in their planes, which thankfully all fly away mm-hmm. before we can actually have the giant explosion. Cabin is now gone, revealing a smoking crater with just the crystals at the bottom of it, which blows this giant rock, which... Uh, this is I'm poor sorry. city. No, that's not a rock. That's a giant potato. That's a potato. That is, oh, excuse me. Did we I both write down giant potato? Notes, I wrote, look out, that giant potato will kill us all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't get potato out of it what? at all. What? But apparently I'm the jerk. Again, the two of us 100% agree without <laughs> collusion no, that that's a giant potato. <laughs> It was like everything about it. Like while they were drawing it, they were clearly looking at a potato. Mm-hmm. It's like draw a rock. Okay, man, <laughs> I had just some fries or a maybe perfect, like some a, a mashed potatoes. A perfectly smooth oval ro- brown potato looking rock. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. well, this is just poor city planning because it's just right there hovering thousands of feet above the city, and it's yeah. the size of the entire city. Yep. I think it's because that's where they go to get their French fries from. I think that they mine in that potato. Mm -hmm. So this is a town owned by McDonald's is what you're saying. Yes. Mm You know, I don't want to. I get I get potato lung. I don't like to work in those potato mines. Well, no, this is this is their power plant. Uh, You know how you (laughs) you plug into a potato and you run a clock. So they just run the entire city's power grid off this giant potato. (laughs) It's a very green city. (laughs) Welcome to Seattle, ladies and gentlemen. Or does that be Portland? Would that be more in line with it? Let's just move on. So uh, the whole city's at peril, basically, because this giant, apparently, potato is going to fall on it and crush the entire uh-huh. city. Mm-hmm. So which, which calls into uh, Wild Bill and Gung Ho about to go on vacation. Gung Ho, super weird looking in civvies. Ooh, yeah, do not care for that like, at all. I was, uh, for, it took me a couple seconds to be like, wait, who? Oh, what? What's? Oh. Actually, the weird thing is, uh, what I wrote in all caps here, it looks like he's uh, in a uh, 101 improv class. <laughs> Uh, if you're not wearing a plaid shirt, <laughs> oh, you're probably no. wearing like a black t-shirt. That's true. Um, I wore that outfit for every one of my Improv 101 classes in hindsight. That's amazing. By the way, if Gung Ho showed up to a 101 Improv class, he would get laid so much. <laughs> Everyone would be like, this guy is doing comedy? What's happening right now? And all the other guys would hate him. He would probably be terrible at it, but he would get so laid. Yeah. So late. Mm-hmm. And isn't that why we do improv? Really? <laughs> really? Imp- improv we're... known. That's how you get the chicks, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. But wouldn't he just be show up and be just like, oh, just hold on a sec. Have you seen my shirt tattoo? No, I'm saying like he would be the one like physically fit, attractive man in that 101 class. Mm-hmm. Man. And he also probably would treat women with respect. I don't know about that. Which no. would probably. I mean, he loves him. his mom. That's true. Although, Thank only you. because she makes gumbo. That appears it's, to be the only yeah. reason. But doesn't he make gumbo? Does yeah. she like make yeah. the he's magic gumbo? Cook. I don't understand he's, how he's that all flies. Yeah. Uh, but Duke is the total killjoy here, and he's like, your vacations are canceled. He's bear, bear, always bear. a killjoy. Ugh. So we find out that there's a list of other Joes who are already on vacation because they were smart enough to get out the door first. Mm-hmm. Let that be a life lesson for all of you. Yeah, you don't yeah. wait You around. get the opportunity, jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the boss says, hey, you can go home. Hey, where'd you go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't wait, wait for him to say the word early. Why is there a U-shaped hole in the wall? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they, they're all very nice to go home, like to spend their vacation time with their families. All yeah. of them are going to their families. Yeah. No one's just fucking going to Honolulu yeah. or some shit. Just That's like, what I was surprised about. Nobody's going like, to chess all... conventions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we learned about Gina earlier today. Uh, yes. They're called tournaments, okay? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a sport. 
Well, I go to game conventions, so <laughs> and those are not called tournaments. It's just a giant nerd fest. Anyway, my point is here's the list of people. So these are all people that we've oh, done. By the way, yes. can I just point out how easy it was to break into the Pentagon? It was not difficult. Mm-mm. But I, I, isn't this also like the third episode that they've done it? Well, this is a weird conceit with this episode because now we're really like hammering in that these are uh, uh, like secret agents that all their files are like held down and yeah. secret, but they don't wear like most of them don't wear masks or anything, and like yeah. we know who they are. Like we've heard their names used all kinds of times. That's that's, a, that's something I was wondering. Have we? Absolutely. Uh, no, not their actual names. Yeah, I don't think we have. Heard I mean, their aside from uh, Duke, uh, who's who's been called out as uh, Colonel Hauser. Sure, Colonel, whatever is right. Whatever, is. yeah. No, Scarlet, we know specifically because uh, Destro. Uh, Which could have just been. Name. It could have. Right. It could have been coincidence. You think? Right. Scarlett O'Hara. I would have. Yeah, I would have made that same joke. Like, yeah, <laughs> like someone oh, yeah. could make that joke and not have any idea that's her real name. I just know that these other people have. We've heard their names on the show before. I don't. But like, I don't know if we have as often as you think we have. But we. I mean, we've done the Know Your Joes. Quick Kick in, in particular, remember, was hosting a GI Joe college ex. Uh, 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 right. P- Pavilion. And they all call. Even his girlfriend calls him Quick Kick. That's right. But I guess it's like yeah. he's not exactly hiding who he is, though. He's no. I mean, they could definitely pants. be better about it. Uh, yeah, they could be clearly better about it. Also, I feel like just everyone knows where the Joe base is, so just wait outside. Like, have a car wait outside and then follow them home. Well, also though, the idea is uh, is that. You protect your identity so that your family can't get uh, found, which is obviously I get what that. they do. Yeah. So if you just, you know, if you're quick kick, everyone knows who you are and what you look like, but they don't know where you uh, came that from. your actual yeah. name is Ito and Unless your family has a... one of your many movies. Uh, well, what? oh yeah, he's well, a stuntman for the movies. You don't I mean, know the stuntmen in movies. They get, unless they, they die. I guess that's, that's when true. people know them. Also, uh, he could morbid. Re- <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. He probably just registered with SAG as Quick Kick. Yeah, and that's like, true. All right, well, there's no Quick Kick in SAG. You go nuts. So we're, we're in talking about this plan. So this is the Baroness's plan, right? Um, uh, I think it's just a general Cobra plan. I didn't okay, get that it was the Baroness. But she's like sort of in charge of this. And then, and then Cobra Commander says, "My, my, are we skipping over? Are we skipping over the bridge layer? Uh, no, we're not there yet. Uh, I was just going to say really quick. Uh, uh, I, I don't think this is the Baroness's plan. I just wanted to give you quickly the list of names of all the people. Weirdly enough, these are all people we've done know your Joes about before. Oh. So I was excited. Mm-hmm. So I didn't we, realize we were up to the to the names, so I apologize. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, we, uh, we got Barbecue, Scarlet, Shipwreck, Thunder, Spirit, and Quick Kick. That is a great like." Uh, 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 United Nations of G.I. Joe. Like, you got a lot of different people on there. That's true. You know. Although I will say, after seeing their families, I was struck by the, uh, uh, like, Scarlet's family and and Barbecue's family. I was like, I could see these two being related. Being related. Because they're all, like, redheaded Sort of like oh, okay. Irish people. Well, Barbecue's mega Irish. That's what I'm saying. And clearly so is Scarlet. When yeah, you she see comes from that family. Protestant Southern mm-hmm. family. Yeah, so I was like, oh, these these families look like like they look like they could be distantly related. Right. I guess my question is, what happened to the rest of the Joe team? Like, we have to call these people off of vacation. Where's the rest of everyone else? Where's Roadblock and Zap and, I, and, I and Airborne? I don't think that all of them were on vacation. I think like in past episodes, it's understood that some of them are on other missions. Okay, so you think that's what they were? They're on other parts of the world, and we just had to take the reserve people. Because of yeah. the instant crisis, I think it. that there was okay. there was like it was like oh okay these people are on a mission these other people can relax and go on vacation oh shit no they can't okay mm. you know what I agree with that 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's why she writes cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so now let's get to the part where they go. T- now everybody's like getting together. They go to the place where the crystals blew up, and there's a chasm, Chan. Oh, yes. There's Wait, a chasm. Now, now we have skipped chasm. over something. Oh, what nope. did we skip over? Because. Nope. No. No. This is this is we definitely have because it's in it's in order in my notes. <laughs> okay. The when the baronet when they're talking about this plan, and Cobra Commander says, "My entire Crimson Guard is at your service." Tomax and Zamot come out like are standing there, and they go Tomax and Zamot to the Baroness who has clearly worked with them that's many way, times before. That's way later in the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I, have, I have that in the middle of page two of my notes. Oh, never mind. So, <laughs> resetting the stage before Gina ruined everything. <sighs> bridge layer. The bridge layer the finally bridge hits layer. the place. Thank you. God damn it, Gina. You Why know, are you taking away? <laughs> I get my one moment in the sun. So I like, we have, to, I like we, to crush men's dreams. We have, <laughs> we have a hole with crystals in it. And I happen to notice as it was happening, like, why is there a weird chasm just outside where the giant hole is uh-huh. until it shows up? <laughs> Tall booth, get the motherfucking bridge layer. It's because they, it's because they legally have to show it every, every three or four episodes. And you know what? I'm glad for it. Yeah. Um, for some reason, that just it just strikes a chord with uh, children uh, with young boys, just the, like that bridge layer. It's the coolest <laughs> shit in the world. Gina. It is like as as an adult now, uh, I follow uh, the Alton Brown rule of like no no unitaskers in the kitchen. Yes. The bridge layer is clearly a unitasker. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it only does one thing and only under very limited circumstances. So it's but, the apple core of, of yes, the, the yes. Joe world. And yes. as a child, all you want is more and more gadgets. So, yes, give me the unitaskers. Um, that's just... Well, we meet a new... Because we're not meeting enough new characters on this episode. We meet a new episode, a member of the G.I. Joe team, mm. Tripwire, hey. who's the demolitions bomb diffusing expert. I thought that... Bazooka I, was the episode before. He... he I, I got... I started to get him confused with who's the who's the smart science guy. Airtight. Don't they... They sounded... They, Very they similar. They spoke similarly. They sounded similar, similarly. Except Tripwire is a clumsy idiot. And he immediately falls over and almost Oop. kills everyone. Right. That's true. Uh, he blows up the crystals, which, uh, spoiler alert, they're explosive crystals. Mm-hmm. And uh, he refers to, and Chan, this is my second science jerks question. Piezoelectric crystals? Yeah, what's a piezoelectric crystal? Piezoelectricity is uh, converting kinetic energy into electricity. Interesting. So what they're saying basically is that somehow it is perhaps taking vibrational energy out of the surrounding atmosphere and storing it in a some sort of electrical matrix that can then uh, be expressed in explosively I guess when uh, when jarred sharply okay um, that checks out checks out in my book no it doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> at all uh, you use piezoelectric batteries for like watches and shit there's and those watches blow up. When jarred suddenly. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of a wristwatch exploding and taking off someone's hand? Guys, all I know is they have those those uh, uh, hoverboard things Thank that you. have been blowing up in China. And setting um, fire, yeah. Well, no, they're just, people are plugging them in and walking away, and the batteries have been uh, catching fire. Is it possible that hoverboards batteries. are based in piezoelectric that yes. technology? Nothing, that is yes. not a thing. Hoverboards it are made by piezoelectricity, and when, when they blow up because they're red and it blue was, stuff inside. And they mix the two together, and yes. it was piezoelectric reaction. It was actually reaction. a thing. <laughs> 
Everyone but knows red and blue equals explode. Chan, I'm disappointed that me and China, Gina, Completely me and wrong. China, me and Gina clearly <laughs> know more about uh, any of this <laughs> than you do. Well, I, yeah, I, to be perfectly honest, I do think of Gina as a tiny China, the professional wrestler. <laughs> the professional wrestler. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we lost the rails, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about piezo electrical crystals. <laughs> Um, I, and a great moment happens here with the Baroness finally gets introduced because somebody says something in the episode and her from another continent away responds mm. to what they say and says, how right you are. Yes, I mean, presumably. A, can we actually get that sound poll for me? Just as a favor <laughs> to me, because that was wonderful. I mean, they clearly have cameras on the crystals. If Cobra invented these things, they aren't going to let them slip through their fingers. How right you are. Those crystals. Makes sense to me. Fantastic. She's a lip reader. (laughs) She's a lip reader. I just like they're having a full conversation. She's like, I would like to add something to this from my secret lair. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's exactly the the, uh, dialogue that I would be using if I were like. uh, (laughs) You were the Baroness? Spying on people. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, the, she asks, she poses a question to Cobra Commander, and she says to him, uh, uh, who in this world would you most not let <laughs> have harm happen to? And his response is so simple. And and logical. Me. Yeah. Me. Of course. Of course. Asking of course. Cobra Commander that. That's on you, Baroness. You're yeah. being a dumbass. Yeah. yeah. If you want to lead someone like that, you got to lead them a little stronger than that. Mm-hmm. But it made me think like, oh, what's like, oh, is the Baroness admitting a weakness here is she admitting like there are people that she cares about that she wouldn't want well no it's just like she what she should have said was like what is the joe's greatest weakness yeah like what do normal human beings with with feelings it's the problem when uh people who are unaware and you try to ask them a rhetorical question they are very likely to answer it and derail everything that you got momentum wise building to that moment uh, so the, she I says, do, yeah. Oh, no, keep going. I was going to say, she says, we're going to tap into the Pentagon computers at this point. Right. And my first thought is like, just now we're 31 episodes deep and you just now thought knowing who these people are could help you. But I feel like we have definitely seen them do stuff in government and it, it, in haven't we seen the Pentagon before? Oh, I'm sure several yeah. times. Yeah. Or at least other affiliated government buildings. Yeah. And I feel like it's always real easy for them to do crap to them. Oh, absolutely. Well, when you have synthoids and uh, experts in ninja skills, not to mention uh, people who can go uh, uh, put on disguises and just walk into buildings like no problem whatsoever. Yeah. I feel like at this point, it's it's on the government. Like they, they should be reprimanded every time that this happens to them. But then they, they never learn. They're just like, oh, well, this time, oh, they broke in again. Well, they keep uh, finding new and exciting ways to do it. I, guess. I tell you what, I feel like they probably, it's probably very difficult. And we skipped the days of preparation <laughs> it took for them to get in the Ocean's Eleven parts of it. Yeah. I don't, it seems like he just got a really shitty 1970s sci fi robot, mm-hmm. wheeled it up to the guard, and then it blew gas at him. Yeah. <laughs> the, gu- the guard who was like, hey there, little guy. Uh, did anybody else notice this? And I'm not, I, I, I marked it off. Maybe I'm crazy, but um, let's see if this is the one. Can you find out who they are? Yes. That yes, that was real creepy, and there are a couple other very strange line readings this episode that just made me. That was very Doctor Claw esque from from Inspector Gadget. I'll get you next time. Yeah, it was like unnecessarily. She didn't have to be evil in that moment, but she chose to. It's a lifestyle, Gina. You just wouldn't understand. (laughs) Damn. Uh, A GI Joe actor being over dramatic. This is ridiculous. (laughs) How dare you? And then immediately after, when we do go to the Pentagon, the noise that the dude makes uh, when they gas him. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 
I will and he's tell still you, going. I will tell you what that noise is. Oh. Uh-huh. That is yes. a dude who has been at work all day and has had to poop, but doesn't like to poop oh, at work. No. <laughs> the gas made him poop. <laughs> yeah, as he as he went he unconscious. Himself. <laughs> That, oh, is a, that is a noise God. that a, like a guy makes when he comes home, and you know, like your pants are a little tight because oh, you're bloated from poop. Oh, I do. Tina, you're <laughs> speaking my language right and now. He gets home, and the first thing he does is pop that top button, uh, and then and then just. I'll be honest. As soon as I get home from this today, that's going to be me. <laughs> is that weird? And you're going to make that noise. Um, but what is what exactly is this robot? Because the guard sees it and doesn't immediately be like, why is this fucking robot no, here? clearly it's a Pentagon robot. What yeah. does it do? Clearly the Pentagon has robots that just, they're like Roombas. They deliver mail. And so, yeah, that was they're a Roomba like, in 1980. Like, <laughs> That's just enormous. Sort of like the way computers oh. in the 70s took up like three rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Roombas were the size nine, of four rooms. This was the ENIAC of Roombas. 1986 Pentagon Roomba. Because <laughs> literally he doesn't think it's weird at all well, this thing just wheels right up to him no, oh hey little guy i had a moment where i was like oh shit they're self-aware and then <laughs> and then the top pops off and, and yeah and i was like oh never mind <laughs> so we can add a reprogramming of giant Rep- republican giant uh, uh government roombas to storm mm. shadow's list of ninja skills i don't think he needed to reprogram no, that no, no. i think he hollowed that crap out and no. and flintstoned it with his feet. no this is this is like original daleks <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there's a little like a man in a bicycle. Inside. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was, no, seriously, I watched I watched the old episodes with the commentary on, <laughs> with the with this like like little info pop up video type things, and at some point there were like dudes on tiny bicycles that were like to keep the movements steady. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> a complete fabrication. And I'm I'll sorry. look it up. So uh, it up. Storm Shadow gets in, he gets the information, and Gina, we get to your part right now, finally. Uh, Tomax and Zaymont introduce themselves to the Baroness. No, edit out that earlier crap where I made the mistake. No, no, that's staying in. <laughs> no. 100% staying in. <laughs> yep. No. Uh, Tomax and Zaymont say, hi, I'm Tomax, and this is Zaymont, and we're from Extensive Enterprises. Yep. In all caps, I wrote, how do they not know her? Uh, like, that doesn't like, make any sense. It, like two episodes ago, <laughs> when she was using that horn, that sexy horn. She was on using them. it on them. She was using it on them and said, oh, I can never tell them apart. Maybe Tomax, they're trying to help her. Zaymont, I don't know. There you go. They're <laughs> like, now makes sense. this bitch cannot get our name straight. We'll try it one more time. It's a reintroduction. Tomax. He is Zaymont. Notice the scar on his face that makes him Zaymont. <laughs> we are the Crimson Twins. <laughs> I mean, I would never, I still don't know them apart, but I don't know any of them. So <laughs> I would appreciate that. Point. I would appreciate it if everyone I have met before started out a conversation by saying their name. Just every time. Yes. I think you'd appreciate it from every episode of G.I. Joe as well. Hi, I'm Duke. I'm introducing the mission to This is Barbecue, This is Lady J, and This is Spirit. This is how I want to live my life. Oh, yeah. Why are these posters not up, by the way? The Gina posters of all the action figures. I got to get on? frames also, for Also, I need like, like opera, opera glasses because they're so <laughs> tiny. <laughs> We'll just put you facing the wall while we record these next episodes <laughs> so you can just like I mean uh, it would have to be it right it, it could be right in front of my face my oh. eyes are so bad that I wouldn't be able to Like old-timey diners like Shonies and Friendlies that have this the information right there on the placemat in front of you We could yes. just have GI Joe characters as placemats for Gina I mean Here's lots of places have placemats I'm a West Coast guy I have no idea what you're talking about You've never done a Shonies or a Friendlies Friendlies is the bomb Thank you Shonies well, is Bob's big boy here uh, Among other things yeah Weird. Whenever we would take family vacation, we'd drive like the Pennsylvania Turnpike. You always get off at a Shoney's. 
Uh, also, I don't recall there being menus on placemats at a Bob's Big Boy. I guess we're classier out here. Like we read things off of menus rather than um, <laughs> yeah from fucking placemats. If you like, like all that wasted effort, you know what? The only thing that belongs on a placemat is information about the Chinese zodiac. <laughs> Oh. If there's anything else on a placemat that's not a fucking coloring page. Guys, today was the start of the Chinese New Year, right? Yesterday. <sighs> Way to go, Gina. Yeah, nice try. Way to blow the Lunar New Year. Year of the monkey, Gina. No. Mark it down. I'm the year of the cock, I feel like. Because <laughs> like, every time I see it, I'm like, hey. You could just say rooster. No, <laughs> on, the, you could. on the menus, they always say cock. <laughs> uh, I'm the year of the snake. That should be... I guess that explains why I like Cobra so much. That makes sense. Uh, Moving forward, uh, G.I. Joe's decided to cut the crystal into manageable pieces. Mm -hmm. They've decided to... And this is... They've already established that it blows up monster compared to its size. Yep. And they're not using a blast shield. They just decided to take a blowtorch to it and just cut it into pieces with no protection whatsoever. I suspect those are lasers, so, like, I'm They are lasers. But are you going to take that chance? I mean, what else are you going to do? Tap it with a hammer? Well, that would clearly be a terrible idea. There you go. I guess you're not going to like wear a suit or anything. You're just going to stand next and be like, hope this doesn't kill me. Well, basically, it's uh, it's either it's going to work or the entire thing is going to blow up and we're all going to die. So that's not a thing. What am I even looking at? That right? is you're a picture looking of at a, a person inside of Dalek. Oh, okay. Ins- uh, on a bicycle. Uh, Gina, can you please put this picture up on knowing is half the podcast so anybody <laughs> listening knows what we're talking about? Uh, that would be that very right. helpful. It's right. I'm telling you. But then we decided to recall all the Joes. So finally, uh, they've decided, we actually need these people in. This is bigger than we can manage. Let's go on ahead and let's do this. There are eight, is it eight, six Joes? Six Joes named. Let's go ahead and do two minutes for each Joe and finish the episode mm-hmm. with all the families getting kidnapped. Yeah. So we begin. Quick kick. MacArthur S. Ito. MacArthur S. Ito. His parents own an Asian grocery store in Los Angeles. In Watts, of in all yeah. places. Watts, yeah. Show the Watts Towers. It's great. Very regional. And uh, his excuse for leaving, which is one of my favorite excuses for leaving, I will be stealing this from this episode going forward. Uh, they need me. There's some emergency stunt work that needs done. Mm-hmm. I have a question. What year were the, were the L.A. riots? 1968. I know the Detroit riots were in 1968. I believe the Watts riots were around that same time. Real close, yeah. And we were still Why? a few years away from the L.A. riots. I was just wondering if his family had had, had a hard time with them. Oh, man. Uh, it's 1965. Would they have been around that long? 20 years? Entirely possible, but they were immigrants. Yeah, maybe, maybe. The, I, my other question is, you know, would they have had trouble with them? Uh, um, the Rodney King stuff happened in 1991, yeah, which is only six years that's later. What I, that's what that's what I was thinking. You know, two different sets of riots. Sure. Uh, I would say absolutely they had a hard time. They would still been there in 1991. Yeah, probably. I don't see why not. They look like a profitable establishment. Mm-hmm. It works for me. And they, I wrote it down right here. They obviously don't know that he's in G.I. Joe. He, yes. They still think he's a stuntman. So apparently all these people, they know they're in the military, but don't know they're in G.I. Joe. I'm a little bit conf- – I'm still confused I, as a I conceit here. Yeah, I think it's like – like I know people who have family members in the FBI, but they don't know 
what, what they, do. they do or what their title is. So they could probably say, I'm in the military. But like, I mm. believe that in the Red Rocket episode, when we meet Roadblock's family who owns the drive-in. Oh. Don't they know that he's in G.I. Joe? Don't they make specific reference to it, though? Also, I mean, they have been splashed all over the TV before. Yeah. And they were making a movie the about time. them at some point. Yes. Remember the Hollywood episode? The, the, the Buzz Dixon episode, Lights, Camera, Cobra. Yeah. They're making a movie, but it's not using their real names. It's just using their code names mm-hmm. and actors to play them, I, I guess. The conceit here is a little wonky to me. I'm going to go with it because it's uh, the G.I. Joe podcast that we love. But uh, <laughs> So uh, uh, his family gets taken out. But not before we find out that that dude can do some kung fu. Oh I guess that shouldn't be surprised. He's an Asian fellow in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And therefore, immediately is a black belt, right? Yep. That's the rule. That's how it works. Uh, moving forward to us. Okay, Gina, you're going to have a lot to say about this right here. Yeah. We're talking about Scarlet. Scarlet yes. what? Scarlet O'Hara. Scarlet, Scarlet O'Hala. No. Take a look. Take a look at the screen. Oh, does it say no. that? When it pl- oh, is it, I missed that. When it shows up her name, Scarlet O'Hella. Uh, they spelled it wrong, obviously, in her official government record. Yes. That's going to be hard to collect your social security That'll later. Rough. Uh, so apparently her family owns a kung fu studio, which I think we knew. Oh, but, uh, martial arts. What happened? Poor Scarlett's correctly. mom, man. She pops out four kids. All of them are giant kung fu stars. And then she apparently didn't make it. I was I have to say I was very excited when I because I didn't remember from her card that she was she she that this was her backstory. I was very excited because I thought like, oh, this will be interesting if if these guys get away. Oh, you didn't mm-hmm. think you thought they were going to get away from Storm Shadow and the Crimson uh, well, Guard? Well, once I saw that it was Storm Shadow, it was over. But yeah. like the other, the other people just they, just sent randos after each of them, right? For, for the, the most, most part. part so yeah. I guess, so I guess this was probably a calculated move to be like, oh, these guys know martial this arts. It's going to be tough. We yeah. know that this is going to be rough. Let's send the ninja because the Crimson Guardsmen, like what three to one? I would say outnumber them. Uh-huh. Yeah, they they hold their own against the normal Crimson Guardsmen, which is very impressive. And I would say at this point they should be in in. They just join GI Joe's. They should mm-hmm. be. Well, Storm in, Shadow in steps in and basically one shots every single person yep. in that room. Mm-hmm. They are clearly not he worthy does, of him. He does the he dodging thing where they try and punch him. Like, he doesn't even try. No. He just sort of, yeah, he just sort of just like, and I moved here, I moved here, I moved here, and you're down. Mm-hmm. I'm Storm Shadow, and this is my story. Yeah, I will say that I was glad that that Scarlet did defeat all of them. Like, like she she comes home and her brothers they attack, jump all over wearing her. masks. I'm which, sure they weren't going all out, but I did like that she came out on top because I was like, yeah, technically she should be the best fighter among them. If she's mm-hmm. a GI Joe and she goes home and she gets attacked by people with masks, now it's revealed that she recognized who they were despite the masks right. because of their stances and fighting styles. Mm-hmm. But still, is it a good idea to just attack her with masks on? Like that, you in theory could be Cobra at any given time. Cobra being know. attacking, and they she could like kill you. Joe. I mean, if this was happening in the Choose Your Own Adventure books, she could have straight out murdered these people. <laughs> They're lucky they attacked her in the cartoon. Uh, moving forward, this was a little like uh, Thunder. He's a Kentucky white trash, right? These are, this is an absolutely white trash family. Am I am I mistaken here? I mean, uh, Flo, the dogs are burning. <laughs> yeah. He's working on like he's playing a drum set in the garage while the other guy works on a car while the other one's grilling. While one of them is playing, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, Marianne? Oh, I will say that from the- Gilligan's Island. Oh, she's, she's just- reading teens magazine. Yeah, yeah. just generic teens. teens. I will say something about the quick kick scene. Oh, we're gonna go back to that. We okay. had we had a woman say something to Quick Kick's mom, but the mom did not respond. 
and it was about Quick Kick. So Ooh. I'm going oh, yeah. to say that yeah, that like is not a good boy kind of. Yeah, like yeah, she yeah. was like, he's such a good boy. That's right. But I will say that's not a Bechdel test pass because she doesn't respond. We have mm. to have back and forth conversation. Yeah, and since they are specifically talking about the the male in their life, I feel like it wouldn't really. 100%. Mm. Yeah. I'll go there. Uh, so yeah, so Thunder's family gets kidnapped. Uh, they can't hear. They're getting kidnapped all around him, but since he's playing loud music and they're working on a car engine, they can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. S- sorry, one more thing. Oh my goodness, Gina, get back with us here. Stop looking up Daleks. <laughs> sorry, I needed to know about the bicycles. <laughs> oh my gracious. Uh, a weird drawing moment happens after Scarlet fights her brothers, and she's got a little cleave slippage happening. Oh dear, I have to go back and watch like, this. Apparently. W- like they fight, and I think it was just so- to show that she was like a little out of sorts. But her top slips down. Really? Yep. She's got cleavage happening. How did I not notice no this? No nip. Areola? No. Just a little bit. Full on bush. Full on bush. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but it was How weird I because that? I was like, why is that necessary? Oh, go back and watch it. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch this, guys. She's got, she's got cleave happening after the fight with her brother, which is even weirder because she's fighting her brothers. And it's like, <laughs> ha, hi, yeah. oh, yeah, my huge titties. Here's some cleavage. Oh, you boys. Well, if you're a brother, you're like you're not trying to grab her boobs. Hopefully, no, you're not. But like, also, weird. you would be like, ew, don't, ew, don't do that. Get, get out of here. <laughs> so, moving forward to uh, a shipwreck's family now, which is uh, he, we find out something really interesting about shipwreck. We have like a little like after school special moment. This actually with shipwreck. This is kind of touching, wasn't it? A lot to me about shipwreck and his behavior. I found this to be the strongest sequence in the entire episode personally, where yep. shipwreck has literally the, the 1970s after school special sits down at the dock fishing with his nephew and talks about being adopted. Yeah. So what is the actual, like what is the actual relationship here? So, so, so we're assuming that quick kicks mom and dad adopted was, him. Not quick kick shipwreck. I mean shipwreck. Right. And then, and then they're, and then either his mom's sister I or his dad's sister. I believe his mom and dad are real, but it's the family member who adopted him, or or like the parents. It's it, it either died like or they were or they were drug That's addicts what I was asking, or something. Like, did the aunt in question is she the one who adopted him? This was all very like ambiguous. It was. I got the impression that like his mom and dad were like absentee parents and maybe had problems. Oh, and that therefore he got adopted by other family crack members. Whore. I will say that this explained that the fact you that said crack whore. Yep. Oh I, I will say that this explained a, a little bit to me because I feel like Shipwreck maybe has some abandonment issues. A hundred percent he and does. And this is why he acts the way he does because he's afraid to get close to people. Mm-hmm. And this is why he, he sort of aggressively comes on to women knowing yep. that they're not going to be into it mm-hmm. and knowing that he'll never have to have a strong emotional connection with a human that might then leave him. I think there's a lot there. Yeah. I, I found this whole sequence to be like really like impactful. Until, and maybe I'm a loser, but I really felt like I felt something inside, guys. Until the during end, the scene. when I was well, like, "What?" Like when when that when he's like, "I got one," and then it's just a crimson guardsman that comes up and grabs okay. him into the water. Right, because they're at the dock. But if you look behind them, it's the city. So yeah. there is some sort of like like public like dock area, yep. and shipwreck just leaves the kid there yep. when he gets the signal. Like, oh, this is getting too real for me. I got to go by. At which point, the kid gets abducted, and can, we, can I get a pull of the sound? This is, I think, what you might have been referring to as the third weird line read. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the kid, the when he gets abducted, yeah, it's a little, it's a little gr- crazy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's wonderful right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. Whatever. Uh, I found that read to be perfect. 
and you could not have improved upon it in any way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, finally, not finally, because there's so many people. So this, many. Uh, this is half the episode. It's just meeting all their families. Mm. This is worse than dating. This is where we get to the ceremony of womanhood. Yes. Oh. Cere- I wrote it right here. The I, wrote, uh, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, the, that's absolutely uh, uh, female circumcision. Oh, oh. Oh, I, Jesus. Okay, okay. That's not what I thought it meant at all. I was thinking, based on like a book that I read in high school, I was thinking like they were all gathering because she got her period and they were all like going to watch her have her period. I didn't get that either. I Whoa, just thought that? it was a quinceanera, you guys. Why are you so dark? <laughs> oh my God. No, I'm telling you, like I read, I can't remember right now what book it was that I read in high school, but there was a, a section that I didn't understand that I asked my teacher about. And it was like, it was a girl in a village goes to a cave and like becomes a woman. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And she was like, oh, it's sort of like a menstruation thing. Like when she gets her first. And I was like, they they banish her to a cave. That's What's totally, happening? that is totally a thing. So like when it, said the, yeah. when it said the, uh, the ceremony of womanhood, I yep. was like, oh, this is definitely, ha- gonna, this definitely has to do with her vagina in some way. She's going to have her period in front of everybody in the village. <laughs> I mean, I, that was so that weird. Was, like, I don't know. Look, I've been to a lot of Native American casinos and never once has that been the floor show. Either that I'm trying or to say. everyone is going to have sex with her. Like in, in like oh, in a biker gang, <laughs> like, in a, like in a biker gang. Wait, oh, okay, Gina, are you confusing Native American tribes? I mean, I, you were watching a lot of Sons of Anarchy. I know uh, yes, for a fact. I am currently watching Sons of Anarchy. I'm, Are I'm, you? I'm there's two, two seasons in. There's two ways to join this tribe, Pocahontas. You can get beat in or you can get sexed in. This is horrifying in every way. <laughs> I mean, you took it to a horrifying point. I and, took it to a logical and, point. And how about another moment I appreciated is uh, uh, Charlie Iron Knife, a.k.a. Spirit's grandfather, when he gets the signal, says, oh, you leaving for the white man? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. When all these people get beeped, like, I, I would be pissed if I were their family. Sure. Like, I would be like, dude, are you serious right now? Just pretend you didn't get it. Yeah. What, are you going to be an Uncle Tom, a hawk? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no. I was sitting here thinking about that. I was like, uh, Uncle Tom, what? Tom? Oh, oh, oh. Nope. So I was waiting for a break, uh, and it came, and I just dropped that in. Chan totally worked. Thanks. I, I hate you because I love you for it. <laughs> I had a thought mad. today of like where the term tomboy came from. Mm-hmm. Tomahawks. <laughs> I what? mean. Obviously. I was like, I wonder if it has any 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 relation to Uncle Tom. I'm going to say no, no not even a little not bit. Even, it's weird. No. It's 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 a weird coincidence though. Then. The Tom? I assume it comes from like a Tom cat. Am I mistaken here? No, what because it's it's girls who who act like boys. Act like boys. Uh, rude, boisterous boy from Tom plus boy, meaning wild, romping girl. Girl who acts like a spirit of boy is first recorded 1590s. Wow. Oh. It could also mean strumpet, bold, or a modest woman. So Tom is 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 like a tomcat, I think. All Tom is just like a, a generic loud, boisterous boy. boy name. That's what it said. Oh. No, well, I mean Tom is just a a name that just happened to be associated with this sort of thing. Huh. Interesting, guys. We just learned something. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so we have a whole thing where Spirit leaves because he says, like, well, the white man wouldn't be calling me uh, if it wasn't important. Also, I am the white man's bitch. I think was kind of implied there, right? I don't think so. I think he was like, hey, I have duties, and right now. Like one is for the greater good. Like this is yeah. When these dudes call, it means the world. The world is in is danger. In danger. Yeah, shit. I think okay. I think he 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 definitely. And then and then his his niece, who's either about to have her period or, or get fucked by the whole town <laughs> or have her or have a, have off. her. Clitoris. Jesus Christ, you guys! It's so dark. Why not just have a party? I don't God think that's a Native it. American thing. To be honest, I don't think that's a Native American. Okay, everybody, thing. we're going. You 
Go get the balloons. You go get the ice cream cake. We're going to have the woman ceremony now. <laughs> okay, so we got a we got the piñata. That's how it should be, Chan. <laughs> we we got the piñata. We've got the uh surgical instruments. Guys, I'm going to move on for We're our own gonna sakes. We're going to mix all of them together. Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, I love like you go ahead and go. It's okay with me. Thank you. You are already already you're a woman. Yeah. Meaning already you listen to what a fucking man <laughs> says and shut your mouth, girl. So she learned it in early age. It means age. already yeah. you are gracious and know not to Thank speak, you. not to talk back. <laughs> For fear of slap on face. My moving on now. Barbecue, finally. We were all fine, and then you brought in the weird-ass uh, You talked about racist. getting raped by a town, Chan. We were not all fine. I think I was the one who talked about it. Listen, you're both terrible people. And somehow I'm the one rising above, which means <laughs> that we're, we're way gone by now. <laughs> Barbecue's family, which, by the way, Gina, not in New Jersey, in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, everybody in his family is apparently a firefighter. Sure. Because, you know, when I go on vacation, I like to hang out with my dad and, you know, fight a three-alarm fire <laughs> together. Right. This is just, relaxing for them. Just this think is... that uh, someday, like, your kid is going to grow up and, like, come back home and then just, like... Go work in the shop with you. <laughs> just, just like, oh, I gotta go home and visit dad. Yeah. Working a game store. <laughs> you know what? I dream of that moment. To be fair, that's the worst vacation ever. I just have written here. And weirdly enough, now this is what's crazy to me is Cobra. If you think about it, has to literally save his father from a burning building so they can kidnap yeah, him. Yeah, I was I was noticing that too. But it makes sense because if he died, barbecue would go off the rails unless they set up that collapse. To separate oh, him. Oh, I don't know. Swoop in, grab I don't think him. Cobra's that efficient. Wow. I really feel like it's a weird situation. Like, if Cobra didn't hatch this plan, Barbecue's father would have died in that fire. So, in a roundabout way, it's good that they did. If they set the fire. Oh, that's true. You're actually. giving him too much credit. Uh, no, I, I think. think Chan's you right. Think? I think Chan is right that they clearly set the fire. But I will say that when, when that ceiling, if that was their plan, that when that ceiling collapsed, it looked like his dad died. I thought so. It definitely looked like he died. Like, he definitely... It landed on but, him. It didn't land in between them. It, like, clearly crushed him to death. Guys, I want to take this controversy to the social media. So either give us hashtag Cobra said it or hashtag happy accident. Cobra said it. Cobra set the fire or oh, it's a happy it. Cobra right. set it right. or hashtag happy accident, you which is that... not good at Cobra got in. Listen, dude. it was just in the moment. I didn't Nobody's plan for this. going to be responding with that. <laughs> I assume we'd all understand what a happy accident it was, but... Uh, and, then, and then Baroness turns out to be the fire chief. I assumed yep. that was going to be Zartan, right? Didn't you just no. think it was Zartan or no, no because it you, was good? Yeah, if you want it done right, you send the Baroness. Also, we haven't seen... Like, Zartan's not involved in this episode. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. I it, To me, it seemed like that was Zartan, and then it was just like, oh, shit, that was the Baroness doing another great job playing a man. I gotta mm-hmm. say, I'm kind of bummed that Scarlet's family is the only one that fought back. Well, Scarlet's family fought back, and then Quick Kick's family fought back. I mean... The uh, dad attacked. Uh, oh, dad, dad tried to escape, but also he was surrounded by, like, eight dudes, and he was already, you know... Yeah, yeah. that's true. I hate that the Native Americans didn't try anything. Well, I mean, they came in guns blazing, like literally. They came with motorcycles and like, laser rifles. Yeah. yeah. They were probably like, oh, crap. Here comes the white man again <laughs> to kill us all, as they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Oh, they're finally coming to renege on that uh, <laughs> whatever that deal treaty. from 300 years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. So Footloose and Dusty hanging out with the crystals. They do a test. Holy shit. Mm, Massive kaboom. explosion. Yeah. They almost fuck it up for everybody. And uh, uh, Cobra Scientist. Ugh. They're so mean to their scientists again. 
I, I can't read my own writing here. Oh, the Cobra scientist totally throws all Cobra soldiers under the bus. The Cobra soldiers oh, do yeah, not have will strong one. enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although it could be interpreted as we use this on the Cobra soldiers who specifically have weak wills. Oh, I see. I, I didn't read it like that, that at is, all. I think that this is, you know how the military knows exactly which neighborhoods to go to, to con kids into, sure. into signing up for the military? Uh, mm-hmm. To recruit, I think we call it, Gina. <laughs> right, right. God, but they know. They know. Right. Yeah, right. Guys, I'm pro. I'm pro our armed forces. Just for the record, I want to put that out there. I'm just saying they clearly know where to go and what to say to dupe people into thinking this is a good idea for them to sign up for. Again, it. we call it enlistment. To 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 they 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 go to uh, uneducated kids mm-hmm. and say like, hey, yep. it's a candy land of magical magicness. Do you like shooting guns? And I do. Feel you hate like, brown people? I Have like- I got the place for you? I feel like Cobra probably does the same for their red shirts, at least. Absolutely. Like, I feel like they're just like, go to some neighborhoods where people don't know any better. Ask them if they want to be in Cobra. Show them the brochure of that lovely, uh, that, that, that place. underground base. That underground oh base that we have. Or the, or the Antarctic R&R Center. That was what yeah. I was thinking. Oh, the I Antarctic think Center. One for business, one for pleasure. If you go to a neighborhood where the kids aren't doing too well and you show them those brochures, they would yeah. sign oh, up for Cobra. Like, oh, do you want to deal drugs? Or do you want to... A job with a future. Yeah. You yeah. want to wear these sweet-ass masks and get to shoot guns anytime you want. I'm just thinking now, like, do, do you imagine they get promoted through the ranks. Now, imagine the poor guy who spent 35 years as a as a pure level one Cobra soldier. Yeah. Because he just isn't that good. I wonder how the health insurance is. Oh, man. It's got to be great. So this scene made me uncomfortable based on what that little girl was wearing, which, by the way, I think is the same exact outfit the Baroness was wearing when she was that farm girl. I believe you are. I thought that exact thing. In Cobra on the range or whatever it was called. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be where the the reptiles roam. Where the reptiles (laughs) roam. Yes. Yeah, I think it's the same outfit, but they keep calling her a little girl, and I don't know how old she is. She's clearly she's got about some titties. Fourteen or fifteen. It I was made thinking me about that age. when that scientist strapped her into that chair, and she is wearing cutoff shorts and like a, 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 a booby shirt. Yeah. I was like, oh, and it was like, who do you serve? I well, was yeah, like, but it's oh, also God. the Baroness. Like, I I got no like creepy sexual thing from that. She was just like the youngest. No, it just made kid. me uncomfortable. Like, I wanted someone to be like, can someone just give her a large t shirt to but wear? For that's this what part? happens when you get a fast food job in high school, isn't it? <laughs> Who do you serve? The Burger King. No, is that you guys did have a different process than I did then? I, am I the only one that thought during this scene I kind of want to undergo this treatment to see if I'm strong-willed enough to resist it? <laughs> no, not even a little bit. What? What? That's not. That's a logical thing to be thinking while you're watching this. Because even if you're strong enough, like uh, Spirit's grandfather, they're just going to strap doohickeys no, on your temples. No, but I want to see if I can make it through. Like I remember on my. I remember I did a project graduation when I graduated from high school, and there was a hypnotist. And he called like many people up and he was like, okay, if anyone's like not affected, oh leave when you know you're not affected. And I was one of the people who was like, this, yeah, this ain't doing it for me. And he Gina. was like, yeah, some people are not affected by hypnotism. Gina, at any point, you can walk over to Hollywood Boulevard. There are half oh, a dozen places where you can test. take a stress test. Right. <laughs> you can find out just how strong-willed you are. And I think they just asked her the wrong questions because they were like, who do you serve, Cobra? If they had just said, I'm sorry, I can't take you to the mall today, you would have seen just how forceful a 15-year-old girl can Those be. Those red That's... eyes would have just yeah. disappeared. Like, Fuck you, oh, Dad. You're not even my real dad, mm-hmm. Cobra Commander. You're stepdad. Wait, whose family is this again? Um, that was <laughs> Thunder's family. Yeah, who's Thunder again? Uh, he's the one that had to put up with Cover Girl, and that's his superpower. Oh. 
He's uh, the rock and roll expert, etc. So uh, we're right at the end of the episode because all of a sudden the G.I. Joe um, reserves show up. We just get a little shot of that. Now they're there. They're all together. Oh, and I would like to hear this sound clip of Shipwreck. Oh, gosh. Shipwreck going, no, no. Oh, okay. So to set up this clip really quick, uh, uh, G.I. Joe is now, they're doing a blind curve. They're taking the crystals across this canyon Uh to get it down from the giant mountain. And they're blind curve ahead, perfect spot for an ambush. They show up and there's 13 of them mm-hmm. and they're all wearing like a uh, hazmat, hazmat suits mm-hmm. and yet somehow from a great distance away hold on they just know who it is before we get to that uh i did they ever sell that atv vehicle i was actually the, looking for weird it. ass wheels i don't think so is an atv vehicle uh redundant yes it is gina an alternate all-terrain vehicle vehicle it's like atm machine all right, Gina. <laughs> Calm uh, the fuck down. Hey, if Ray did that, that, we would have been all over it. That is 100% him. true. I, will, I don't want to hear I'm it from him, but I will take it from you. I'm an equal opportunity caller-outer. But, Gina, we expect also, it from me. I just got me. shit for not knowing what the people signing up for the military are doing. You know They're what? signing that list. Also true. <laughs> it's called Enlist. Oh, my God. Anyway, there's only 13 of them, and they're wearing hazmat suits. And Shipwreck. Now... No, he he recognizes. He's not sure at first. Then he's super sure. Yeah. Also, by, like I was thinking, how far in advance do they plan this? That they have tiny person hazmat suits. Tiny person. There's no. There's no little people in their families. We. What are you talking like, about? Like they have one for that for that adopted kid. The adopted right. kid is smaller, and that kid is like the most angry of all of them. He's like charging gun blazing. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. He's got a lot of inner rage from his, like de- like he just found out he was adopted that I think morning. So, yeah, yeah. so brutal. he's he's probably going to be like he's like this is going down in history as the worst day ever. Yeah, like when he is like thirty one, he's going to be dating a girl, and she's going to be like, um, tell me about like w- like a weird childhood memory, and he's going to be like, well, there was one day when the people I thought were my parents, I was about twelve years old. Told me I was adopted. Yep. Well, not they, even they that. They waited until I was 12 to tell me. Well, how about this? Uncle Shipwreck's here. Shipwreck, you tell him he's adopted. Yeah. They just pawned the job on the no, guy no, they shortly, told him. don't they? No, they oh, told no? him, and then he was bummed out because he was like, well, I just found oh. out I'm adopted. And then he could be like, yeah, and then a, a, a man came up out of the water yeah. and the, the one dragged thing, me into the, the water. The one thing that made me happy at that point was the fish. <laughs> I thought I caught a fish. ruined yeah. for me. He's going to have PTSD, and then he's like, then they brainwashed me, mm-hmm. put That's me true, in a huh? suit, and then forced me to try and kill my uncle. <laughs> like, wor- this is this kid's work. Like, he is going to g- grow up to be a heroine. And addict. that was all over the span <laughs> of like two hours. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a heroin addict when he gets older. Oh, definitely, mm. he is definitely going to uh, start a band like Corn. I feel like he he and the blonde chick are gonna get together when they get older and just make a series of terrible decisions together, <laughs> like Thelma and Louise or. <laughs> No, like Bonnie Sid, and and Sid and Nancy. I was thinking Sid and Nancy there or Sid yeah. and Marty Croft. Yeah. Sure, say. yeah. Sid and Nancy. I feel like they're both gonna bond over the fact that they got brainwashed and kidnapped by a Cobra. <laughs> and then they're just gonna. But spiral. she's also like six years older than him too. I mean, that doesn't matter. At some point, when he's like seventeen, that probably won't matter. And she's twenty three. It still matters. I Gina. feel like you just you said she's probably fourteen. I was assuming this kid is like twelve. Okay, so you think closer in age than I think. I think so. Well, there you go. Well, that just ends the episode right there. That's it. To the be end. continued. To be continued. We'll see what happens next week. Do we have? Is the is the girl that's becoming a woman part of this army? There were 13 of them. I know I that. I believe so. Oh, okay. They named two people for spirit. It was the grandfather, and I think it was the niece or something like okay. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So, yeah, I, I want to say yes, but I guess we'll find out when we... I didn't watch ahead either. <laughs> I guess we'll find out next episode yeah. very clearly. Um, so, guys, that is it. Episode 32 in the books. Captives of Cobra. Part one. Part one. Ooh. So we did not pass the Bechdel test. We already established that. I think, I think not. I'm going to say a no on this one. A big fat no on that one? No. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, guys, that's the episode right there. Hit us up on social media. You tell us what you think of this episode. And uh, we'll be wrapping up this episode on uh, Know Your Joe next week on Wednesday. And we're going to turn around the very following week. And we are going to doing part two of Captives of Cobra. Until then, we're going to get on out of here. I am Ray Stacanis, and I'm found on Twitter at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And uh, that's it for us, guys. Good night. See you next week for part two of Captives of Cobra. Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.